The prodigal son comes home on the train. I suspect we have all had the experience of being in a special place and time with people we care for and admire. A moment when all seems right with the world and time stops. I had such a moment a few years ago when Mercy Holmes board members gathered for its annual retreat. It touched my heart and those of my fellow board members forever. One task of our board is to help us raise support for our life-saving work with kids in crisis. We made the decision long ago to forego government funding and rely instead on private donations. Today, nearly 100% of the resources we need to provide children with food, shelter, therapy, education, and opportunity is gifted to us by men and women all over the country. On this night, it was one of our former residents, himself now a board member, who gave us all a gift that embodied the miracles that your generosity makes possible. Michael is never shy about telling others where he has been in life, what he has survived, and how Mercy Home made him the man he is today. He is always expressing how grateful he is to everyone who supports this mission, which has meant so much to him over the years. Towards the end of our retreat gathering, Michael announced that he had a special gift that he'd like to give to his fellow board members as a way of saying thanks. I can still remember our confusion as he stepped out of the room. We all looked at one another, clueless about what he intended to do. When he returned, Michael and his wife ushered in their three beautiful daughters, who were each carrying a violin. The room was quiet, and the children began to play exquisite music. It filled the air around us with song, and every eye in the room was filled with tears. Time stopped. Here was the gift of gratitude that Michael gave to each of us, to Mercy Home, and to all of those yet to support our mission. Music, not words, told the story of what Mercy Home had done for Michael and how he was able to build a better life than he had ever thought possible. Michael was one of four children, raised in one of Chicago's worst public housing projects. His mother was divorced and remarried. Michael and his stepfather were like oil and water and his household was turbulent. Michael harbored strong resentments against his stepfather and against life itself. Michael was unable to envision much of a future, and he carried a volatile temper that got him into trouble on more than one occasion. His grades were average at best, though he often stayed away from school. Eventually, the conflicts between Michael and his stepfather came to a head, and he was kicked out of his home. His hopelessness and disillusionment led him into the darkest corners of Chicago. He dropped out of school altogether. He had to run nonstop from the gangs in his neighborhood, and he lacked any positive direction. Michael was homeless, and like many who come to us, turned to a series of temporary solutions. He stayed with a friend and later with some members of his family's church. It was never long before young Michael was on the move again. While most of us can look forward to resting in the warmth and comfort of our beds at the end of a long day, Michael rode Chicago's L trains all night long in order to survive the city's cold and harsh nights. 
Consumed by despair, he told me how often he contemplated taking his own life. As a priest, I want to believe that the divine intervened in the darkest hours of Michael's life. It was clear that God reached down and showed his compassion and love for the wayward young man. In some ways, Michael reminded me of the prodigal son coming to his senses at last and who is embraced by God's tender mercy. But grace begins with a decision a choice that one makes to walk toward the light. Michael made a choice when he knocked on the old oak door at Mercy Home. God's voice, Michael's choice. When Michael came to live with us at the age of 17, he was bitter, angry, self-absorbed, and depressed. Deep down, he yearned for opportunity, for light, for hope, and for understanding. Michael's trust in us grew more each day that he spent at the home. He re-enrolled in school and participated actively in therapy. Michael's perspectives on family, on himself, on others, on God, and on the world changed. We placed him in a gang-free, supportive Catholic high school. We always knew that Michael had the potential to be great, So we made sure to give him the stability of a good school and the encouragement of our youth care workers. Michael embraced his studies and graduated from high school, going on to serve our country with distinction in the military. Mercy Home and the military helped him attend college, and he continued to stay with us as he studied and worked part-time. Throughout his time with us, Michael matured and became a leader amongst his peers. He even gave back to others, volunteering as a mentor to homeless youth. Today, Michael has a successful career in the criminal justice system. Another grace that came into Michael's life was meeting his bride. Together, they created a home and a family. Now that family stood, wrapped in a moment of eternity and of beauty. The music his children produced enveloped our hearts and our minds. Michael's gift of gratitude demonstrated the ripple effect that Mercy Home has on so many lives. He showed those who faithfully support its work that without the miracles that they make possible, he would have no loving wife, no beautiful and talented daughters, no future. Michael is certain that without Mercy Home, he would not have survived many more nights riding around the city on the L. Michael's gift to us that evening makes certain to me that without friends like you, this music would not exist, that the void left behind would be filled by cold silence, or perhaps by the rattle of an L train overhead as it rolls down the steel tracks on a dark, wintry night.